I don't know what's real. I don't know what's not real. Limited Capacity is a collection of six darkly amusing stories about the mysterious ways we interact with the internet and with each other. There's something going on with him. It's like an act. I don't trust him. What? You're staring at me like I should say something, but I don't really know what to do here. That's the whole name of the game. Don't talk about how the town isn't real. Do you understand? Limited Capacity. Available now on CBC Listen or wherever you get your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. Hey, Taylor. Hey, Jeremy. Uh, Hey, world. Hey, friends. (laughs) Uh, This week, we... Oh, man, I'm so excited about this episode. We... um, we sat down with this super rad uh, young man, 19 years old. Brandon. Super well-spoken. Oh, my God. So well-spoken. But the guy has been through hell and back over the last uh, nine months, essentially. He went through some crazy shit. And, um, and just having him in to talk to him about it was super cool. Yeah. So uh, one thing that kind of went along with, uh, with this episode is... Uh, Brandon's an amputee <laughs> and there's some photos oh, that man. go along with his blog post. So oh. e- if you didn't know this already, every time that we do an episode, we also have a correlating blog post that we release on our website for the most part. Yeah. And they're the from our guests. Yeah, our guests fr- write these posts. Yeah. So, uh, uh, a, if, uh, you don't like our Facebook page already, go over there, like it. So you get those alerts when we drop those posts, when we release our episodes, uh, but also head over to the blog post, especially if you're into like really gut wrenching <laughs> photos. Because there's some real gnarly stuff on there today. They're super cool. Oh yeah, super cool. But they also make you feel weird. Yeah, you know when you get that weird feeling in the tip of your dick. Oh, dude, what? <laughs> no, <laughs> no. When you see something real gnarly, you just go. Oh, oh okay. I actually, I kind of yeah, get what you're talking what I mean? about. It, yeah. I feel more in my butt. And my like my butthole goes like <laughs> okay Jesus Christ enough of this uh, if you're still listening <laughs> keep tuning in because uh, we love this episode and uh, we're excited for you all to hear it enjoy see you later welcome to Sick Boy a podcast where we talk about what it's like to be sick today's guest is Brandon Thomas he has an osteosarcoma let's talk about it. Yeah, your lungs would be fucking solid. Okay, well, how about how about this? <laughs> okay, uh, tell us your name. My name's Brandon Thomas. Hey, Brandon. And uh, what are you what what are you here to talk about today? I'm here to talk about. Uh, I was diagnosed with an osteosarcoma in my left thigh, and uh, that's a big word. Yeah, I know. Osteo, osteo, osteo means sarcoma. bone, and sarcoma yeah. means tumor. So okay, so you had a tumor. You had a bone tumor. Yeah. And uh, it resulted in me getting a rotation plasty. Oh, of course. Van Ness, which yes. is like yeah. my foot, well, my lower leg is rotated at 180 degrees. My upper thigh is removed, and they 
attach the lower leg. Okay, yeah. So my <laughs> that was a, so that was a really it, good. It description. really was, but However, I feel like it's like it's still hard. To, people are gonna Google it. So oh, you yeah. take your you you your thigh was you you let's take your whole leg yeah. and then cut it in half in the upper leg and the lower leg. They were like. Upper leg, throw it in the garbage. It's full of tumor. It's Let's full throw of it tumor. out. tumor. We don't need it anymore. Let's take the lower leg and make it your upper leg. Yeah, essentially because, like, my foot, now that it's backwards, works as a knee joint. Yeah, so they took your they took your lower leg mm-hmm. from about, say, the knee. Yep, got rid of the knee. And they, and they took that and they attached it to your hip. Yeah, I still have, so you like, have a So you have a lower leg yeah. starting at your hip. Yeah. And where your knee... Would originally be is now where your ankle and your foot is. Yeah, exactly. On exactly. your on your left leg. Yeah, and I still have like a really small bit of femur left that it's attached to. And, okay, and you yeah. and you will when because you you're still going through like making that all work. work yeah, that you will have a, a prosthetic lower leg attached yeah. to that. Attached, but. Okay, so eventually they left eventually. a foot on though, right? Yes, but they turned it around backwards. Well, so you have a backwards well, foot. <laughs> no, the, they turned the leg around backwards. The foot, like, was, yeah, the foot's yeah. the same. Oh, the, the foot's still facing the right way, dude. It's like it's like this. <laughs> that doesn't work for yeah. Uh, yeah pe- people can't really. Sorry, yeah, but yeah. yes, hey, wait, can I can I see it? Yeah, I'm gonna come over there. And, I just want to see. And you know, dude, he's got pictures because. Okay, so. Oh yeah! Whoa, dude! Yeah. And Holy like, fuck, dude, that's your whole foot. That's my whole foot. And so, like... You've got this, like, little leg coming out of your hip. Yeah, And exactly. it goes right down to your foot. And, so like, you, I can't fully move it yet because I had some... Oh, but you can move your ankle. But you've got I'm some supposed to be able to, to fully move it. Whoa! Eventually. Yeah. So you basically have one full leg and then one half leg that's yeah. just backwards. So when it's fully flexed, so, like, when my toes are pointing towards the ground, if I was standing, that would be me standing up with the prosthetic leg on. And okay. then when I flex it and bring it back, it brings the lower part of the leg back. So your ankle and your heel work as your the the knee joint. Yeah, it's a, it's a knee joint. Yeah. So, so they, but but they they're not gonna like they're not gonna like. It's hard for people. To, I'm, I feel like it's hard for people to understand. But no, they're got, not gonna we're, cut we're, the top of your foot off. We've got pictures so that it so that it like um, no. it's like flush with the back of your leg. No, see, usually when people have this, they're young, uh, so usually there isn't a huge mismatch between their thigh and their lower leg but i'm older so we did have an issue and it's just a matter of like getting it to heal then dude that's so wild it's so like it's so interesting looking you know oh yeah i get all the oh i bet kids freak out oh, i bet well, you freak the fuck out of kids. jeremy how many how many legs how many feet have you seen turned around uh none Oh, like I have kids ask me if I was born this way. Yeah. Or like they just freak out and yell at their mom and their mom freaks out. <laughs> it's great. Yeah, their mom's like, ah, oh, what the fuck? Yeah. I was telling the guys that I can just tell these children I tried drugs once and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, you you fucked without a condom and this yeah, what happened. Yeah, and uh, every time I did it, the foot just turned more and more and more. <laughs> <laughs> now look what happened. Yeah. <laughs> So you, uh, so you, what's your, uh, what's like your timeline of your, of your diagnosis and, yeah. and how you find, how, wh- you, what prompted you finding out about it? Yeah, you're yeah, a young buck, right? My story is, uh, how old are you? I'm 19, just turned 19 you in just, June. Just turned 19. Well, I guess it's been a while, but yeah, in June. Yeah. All right. Um, I was diagnosed March 10th, so coming up. 
Yeah. Almost. Like last year, 2015. Yeah. And I forget, when you guys know the Terry Fox story, kind of yeah. familiar. Cause the same, uh, I'm kind of familiar with him. What's, what's his deal? Well, same, <laughs> Terry Fox is the same tumor I had. Yeah. Um, For all of our American listeners, uh, if, I think you, if you don't Fox, know. Terry Fox is a global thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. You know what, though? I, I know a lot of Americans don't know who he is. Uh, they don't. They have no okay. idea who the yeah, fuck let's that talk guy about is. Him anyway. Terry Fox was a Canadian uh, who had the same cancer as, as yeah. Brandon, and uh, he lost his leg, and mm-hmm. he had a, amp, uh, a prosthetic. And he, uh, in trying to raise awareness uh, of that particular cancer, he set out to run from um, Vancouver yeah. all the way to. No. Newfoundland no. or the other, the opposite no, other way. way around. Yeah. He started, on started, the East Coast. started in Newfoundland and was going to run to Vancouver. Yeah. Uh, but he, he passed away in yeah. the middle of that. I that think he run. made yeah. it as far as Thunder Bay, yeah. Manitoba. He, he okay. Did, sure. Yeah. It yeah. metastasized to his lungs. Yeah. And he's a national treasure. I yeah. mean, the guy's on her fucking money. Uh, yeah. he's, is he on her money? No stamps. Uh, there's stamps. a loony. He's in loony. the passport. Oh, yeah, he's a loony. Yeah. In, uh, passports now. There's a yeah, page with him in it. Yeah. But, so um, he he means a lot. He's a he's a he's a hero. He's a and Canadian. There's a, hero. And there's a there's a there's a Terry Fox Day every year. Every year, yeah, we and we recognize. So what, he, I, what I found was cool though is because Terry Fox, like usually when you get diagnosed with osteosarcoma, it's because your femur breaks under the pressure of the tumor. Holy fuck! Or it grows silently, metastasizes to your lungs, and kills you. Right. Okay. Um, it breaks your femur. Yeah, because it's like mine was the size of like a football when they took it out. It's so. like a your femur's like, like a, like a Hulk tumor. But wait, oh. you didn't you didn't like it? Was there a, a bump or well, something? Yeah. You noticed? So like Terry Fox found out because he got in a car crash, he hurt his knee, complained about knee problems, goes in, has a tumor. I was at the gym, dropped a seventy pound dumbbell on it, Whoa. and it just got out of my hands, fell right dead center of my quad. Thought nothing of it. And then I was kind of rubbing my hands down my legs, felt a little lump, and I was like, no big deal. It's probably just like a muscle, something. Yeah, you just dropped 70 pounds yeah. of weight on yeah. it. It's, it's going to swell up, yeah, of course. Yeah, I didn't think it was anything. And then as I go to the gym, um, I couldn't do squats anymore, things like that. Just the, it started to really hurt. <laughs> so I thought, okay, I, I tore something or I strained something. Because, of course, I'm not going to go, it's a tumor. Yeah. So uh, I ended up, I went to a massage therapist. She beat the shit out of it. Tried to break oh, it down. God. Didn't work. Dude, uh, I tried, was it, and was oh, it painful? Oh, yeah. it was fucking painful. I yeah. tried foam rolling it. I tried doing everything you should not do to a tumor. Oh my god! I'm surprised it didn't just explode. Is uh, it like a? Is it like a video game? Like bat? Uh, like a, a video game? Um, uh, a villain where like it, the more you hit it, the more power it grows. Like, is it? Does not, it get worse the more you fucking not, foam roll? Not it really. No. Uh, like, okay. And then I had, I had that was ac- a really stupid question. <laughs> yeah, it <laughs> was. Yeah, it was. I had acupuncture done on it. Oh, yeah. And oh, then, God. Uh, I finally found someone who put like I guess he thought because I dropped the dumbbell, he diagnosed me with something called myositis sificans, which is calcification of soft tissue due to blunt trauma, and it's the number one thing that can mask an osteosarcoma in an X-ray. Oh. So I was like, this is what I got. And uh, I actually piggybacked a girl all the way from Dow all the way to Quinpool Road. I woke up the next morning. <laughs> That's a distance. Yeah, I woke that up the next a- morning. My leg was just howling. And I was like, okay, something's wrong. So I, I showed it to my dad. And at this point, my whole thigh just looks like it's constantly like flexed. It looks like it's like a rock because it was pushing on the quadricep muscles like so much. Right. So he's like, okay, that's not fucking normal. Are we talking like right on the front of your thigh? Yeah, like mid-thigh. Like, like mid-thigh. Mine was yeah. distal, so it was like 
more in the middle of the femur. Okay. Yeah. Right. And uh, so he's like, that's not, doesn't look right. So went in, got an x-ray. And so the way myositis like masks it is because when you do the x-ray, you'll see this cloudy image, but it won't be flush with the bone, right? Because my tumor is coming out of the bone. So the cloud was flush with the bone. It's so like attached to the bone? Yeah. And so the doctor was like, could be a tumor. And I was just Ooh. like, what the fuck? Did he say it like that? Well, kind of. Like, like we, were, we, were, we, were, we were friends with this doctor, so he was pretty like straightforward, just like, there's a possibility. And then so we went and did an MRI. Uh, they did not like the looks of the MRI. And they, I went home from the MRI, and they called me back and said, we want you to come in for a bone scan, CAT scan. Uh, so I did that. Like, like pretty much immediately. Immediately, yeah. Um, they did the bone scan. And, and during, so during yeah. this sort of span of what maybe of a few days or yeah or? we found it on a monday and had every test uh done by a thursday other than the surgical biopsy uh, wow what was going through your mind like this is very fast yeah it was super fast which is great um but part of me just really didn't want to believe that it was a tumor and i just wanted to believe it was that myositis thing because it just made sense you know you drop the dumbbell cause and effect that's why it happens yeah you don't just fucking bump your shoulder and then and there's then, a oops, tumor there there's oh, cancer. cancer yeah, yeah. but uh, and it made it worse because as we were going through all this and then they they called me in to do a needle biopsy and they stuck a huge needle in my leg and uh, sent one to the clinic in the states one here one here said uh, negative uh, like they said I didn't have cancer Whoa. yeah and the one in the states said positive for cancer so they said okay you need to do a surgical biopsy and book me for that, but um, holy shit, dude! Yeah, and I I met with because uh, there's two doctors here that do do the surgeries, and I met with uh, the senior guy, and I explained to him my story, and he told me uh, that he was ninety percent sure that it was not a tumor. Whoa! Yeah, wow. and wow. but the thing was, if you looked at my X-ray, I was missing all these characteristics of an osteosarcoma uh, of a tumor, right? And I don't know if it was because of everything I did to it, all the manipulation, all the massage. Rolling it out, yeah, Rolling it out with a fucking rolling pin. Like, I was going hard on that thing, so I think that's why. Um, But then they did the surgical biopsy, which kind of made things worse almost, because as soon as you just open up a tumor and take a piece of it, it just gets all swelled up and shit. Um, So they cut, like, what do they do to do do the biopsy? They make a pretty small incision on the side of my leg and then just basically go in and take, like, uh, it was like a two golf ball sized like chunk, and then they cut oh, that in half. So they just—that's t- a fucking huge chunk. Yeah, yeah. Holy shit, yeah. dude! And they take one. Half I thought they of would it. just take like a little sliver. Uh-uh. They take—they uh, need a big, big piece, right? Two golf balls jammed together. We're not, we're not like or two separate golf ball sizes. It was like well, one golf ball for this lab, and then one golf ball for the other lab. Oh so, man! Yeah. Um, Holy shit, but it's because they need like so much like different layers of tissue and like that yeah, type of shit, right? Yeah. Um, and they're t- when they're doing this biopsy, this is to take that, test it, and say malignant or benign. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, knowing my luck, like when they did the needle biopsy, it fell onto like I think it was like March break or something, so I had to wait even longer. And then when I same with the other biopsy, it was another holiday. Wait, doctors take March break? Yeah, <laughs> what yeah the I fuck? guess the labs. But either way, <laughs> I didn't know that. Dude, it's everyone has to take March break. Oh, but I thought that was just like sick <laughs> like uh, people can wait. I thought yeah. it was just students. So they uh, they called me in. They all went down to Cancun. Just <laughs> yeah. got fucked. Yeah, fuck that kid. <laughs> Came home like, oh shit, what? Oh yeah, they killed the tumor. I guess we'll check it out. Yeah, <laughs> they uh, they called me in and they basically told me like you have cancer and it's likely in stage two. <laughs> 
and uh, like so, you know, my parents are freaking out. Like it doesn't make sense. And I mean, doctors are great. And he basically told me it's like a silent killer. So it just it just grows. That's what I really wanted to hear. He said yeah, it'll, yeah. it'll grow and you just won't know. You're, you're lucky you found out and you dropped that dumbbell. You just yeah. have an assassin. Do you, do you feel that way though? Do you yeah. feel lucky about that? I do because like, like I said, people usually break their femur. It spreads their right. lungs. Yeah. But in a way, like me dropping that dumbbell... I didn't. I might have only found it when it was either progressed to. Yeah. Far. So potentially that saved, saved your yeah, life. Yeah. Exactly. And at this stage, they were telling me that all they were going to do was remove the piece of my femur that was infected, take a donor piece of femur, like allograft, and replace it. Keep my leg, and that was the plan. And I was sounds saying, like a pretty solid plan. Pretty solid plan. Is going to have twenty eight uh, chemo treatments, and went in, got my portacath put in my chest. Ready to go. Wham, bam. Thank you, man. You said nine months. You weren't in hospital for nine months. uh, Actually, I I went home maybe four times. I had about 10 different complications, so they just felt it was not safe for me to go home. You straight up made that place your home. Yeah, I did. So that's March of last year. So, like, you haven't spent much time out of the hospital. Yeah. Fuck, buddy. Welcome back to the real world, man. It's pretty scary. Shit. This is the biggest group of people I've been around. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So you mentioned mentioned before we started recording that you got to go to the children's hospital, though. Yeah. um, Since this is considered like a childhood illness, like it's seen usually in people from, I guess, I don't know, I guess I'm assuming infancy to the age of 18. It's usually cut off. Osteosarcoma, specifically. Do you know why that is? Uh, they said like they don't know a lot of it about it they said the one correlation that they think has to do with growth spurts so when your body's at its most amount of like cellular development and shit's going crazy that it can happen Um, like you know I felt like maybe that dumbbell did something they said no I mean like going back to Terry Fox to the day he died he always said that car crash did something before he was fine but then he had issues with his knee Mm -hmm. turned out this was in his knee. So you were fine. Like there was no nothing. I nothing was, before I you was dropped it. Good, perfectly good. Dropped a dumbbell. Got a tumor. Well, that's what I was saying. Wow. I mean, this is Stay what I was saying gym. about the whole. Lesson like, learned: don't drop any dumbbells. Uh, just don't go to the gym. Well, <laughs> the, you know what I was what I said earlier that I that I admitted was kind of stupid, but it wasn't that stupid uh, because I feel like uh, you know you if that tumor was there mm-hmm. anyway. And then you drop the dumbbell on it. It's like you angered the tumor, right? Yeah, yeah. I, this yeah. is a really lame and stupid way of putting it, but it's like you, that dumbbell yeah. slammed it, and then that like that caused inflammation in the tumor. That exactly. tumor started to grow on that inflammation. Bro, I mean, science. it's a bro science for sure. No but what? but that could totally be that makes sense in my yeah. brain. You know, what I mean, mean? Like, just dropping seventy pounds on a tumor just can't be good. So. No, fuck no. You know, I mean, it makes sense <laughs> in my brain. So. Yeah, yeah, totally. But listen, listen. If you, <laughs> yeah. if you were thinking about it the other way, I mean, you look at guys in like the UFC or or, or whatever Taekwondo or boxing, like they're they're not getting tumors punched into their fucking head. Yeah. It makes so much sense <laughs> in my brain. And wait, does that contradict <laughs> what you just said? Then no, because what you guys are saying is that maybe the actual the dumbbell dropping caused the tumor. Mm. No, I'm not. What saying. I'm saying I, is I that say the dropping <laughs> dropping the dumbbell. Cause the tumor to freak grow, out yeah. and fucking grow like at an come out of the bone, rate. right? Exactly. Yeah. Right? Because sometimes like, they, they won't come out of the bone, right? That's when you're... No, I fucking didn't. <laughs> you just made up that we thought that. <laughs> we didn't think that. No, nah, you did. Nope. <laughs> uh, listeners, uh, just rewind about three minutes and uh, you'll hear exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah, well, uh, I'll put 20 bucks on that. <laughs> yeah. Me Without too, even whatever. going back. Whatever. So yeah, we, uh, we started treatment right away. And after my first treatment, like the tumor started freaking out. Uh, got real swollen. They said that was normal. 
which it wasn't, it turned out. I went home for that one night. It was like Mother's Day. All the veins in my like thigh turned black. Uh, I was then like, it, was, it wasn't right. So he took me to the hospital the next morning. Um, and then I spiked this high fever, went into shock. Uh, turned out I had an internal bleed in the tumor. Oh, wow. So I was bleeding into the tumor. So I was essentially feeding the tumor. Uh, I lost like 30% of my blood supply, uh, oh, just like shit. bleeding into it. Uh, so it'd be like just like cutting yourself and bleeding out, except yeah, it was basically internally. just going into the, yeah. into the tumor. Uh, they took me to the ICU, uh, figured out what's going on. This is in the midst of your chemo. Yeah, it was the first treatment. Okay. So I was like, great. Fuck. 27 more to go. Um, I went to the uh, HI for the specialist, put a little tool, basically like went in my groin, on the like right side of my groin, went through the artery and like cauterized it. Uh, and so that was the end of the bleed, basically. So that was my first Shit. complication. Um, but I also had like lungs collapse. I had... Uh, what the I, uh, fuck? I, what was that from? Are you just dropping dumbbells being, all over your body? like <laughs> Laying in bed for so long, like having uh, one of my treatments when I would get methyltrexate, uh, they'd have to pump you, like I'd have to stay uh, with fluids all day because I'd have to get it out of my system because the effect it can have on my, like my bladder. Mm. So they're always like measuring my pee and shit to make sure the levels like get out of my body did in you a say certain m- timeline. Did you say methyltrexate? Methyltrexate. Methyltrexate. Did, did you just call it meth for short? Sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> I had that. The methyltrexate, the doxy definitely, definitely sounds like a transformer. And the cisplatin. Yeah, all three. Jesus. Dude, you're, pre- you're pretty, you're yeah, pretty you good got with those fucking became, words down. Honestly, like, nine months, like, they just handed me my nursing degree and they're like, you're done. <laughs> <laughs> you're a nurse now. So no. your, your lungs collapsed because you were in bed for so just long? Just not moving, laying in bed. Uh, apparently, they filled up with, like, fluid in one side and then my lower part of my left lung collapsed. Yeah. Fuck, man, the so body. That, yeah. what, did that, what did that feel like? I just, like, couldn't breathe and just, had horrible back pain. And uh, God, that sounds man, exactly like me right now. Yeah. It's crazy. Back it's crazy so because fucked. you're when you're talking about so this, you're fucked. saying like I I've had I've had like in yeah. the in the past like as if it happened years ago or like no no bro this is like, like three weeks yeah. ago man yeah like all of this all of this shit <clears throat> has been so <clears throat> recent so like yeah. like how have you been and and especially when you're in these moments how are you like handling that emotional stress <sighs> yeah like I what's like, going through your head well like, what's from like day one when I got diagnosed, like they told me, like you have cancer. I went home and I just kind of like looked myself in the mirror, and I just kind of like sat there for ten minutes and I told myself that it would go one of two ways: this was going to kill me, or I was going to beat it. And I had to fight it, and that was it. And I just never saw like any choices through it. It's like you just you have to do the chemo, you got to do the physio, you got to go to bed. If you don't, if you give up, you're it's gonna kill you. Like, yeah. And I mean, like, and that's why I was kind of lucky to be at the IWK because like. There's so many supports there. Mentally, I was able to like stay strong the whole right. time. So the IWK is the Children's Place Hospital here in, yeah. in Halifax. So uh, because of osteosarcoma, you're 19, but you you got to stay yeah. in the Children's Hospital and and be in this environment that was a lot more beneficial for use my tumor to my advantage. <laughs> Dude, straight up though, the IWK, like in terms of being admitted mm. compared to the fucking QE2. Oh man, night and day. Like yeah. you're looking at you're you, the like even down to the fucking color of the paint they put on the walls. Like yeah. you, there's something so depressing about being in the QE2. Yeah. QE2 is the out is like the regular hospital here. Yeah. But man, the IWK is like they're fucking awesome yeah. over there. I don't know. Like how. that place is unreal. 
I could have done nine months if I wasn't there. Yeah. Because, like, mentally, like, that was the big thing. And, like, the nurses even told me, like, you you need to keep your mental strength up because, you know, if you don't, working on this floor, on the oncology floor, they see, you know, cancer take kids all the time. Fuck. But it's sometimes, you know, it's those ones that just give up and they're depressed and they, they don't want to take their meds or they, you know, always yeah. come, you know. And, but it's hard, like, not to be depressed, but you just got to stay focused and just really want to beat it, and, you know? Uh, this is kind of veering off a little bit, but uh, nine months is a long time to be in a hospital, obviously, you know, with yeah. off and on four times, but, like, in general, nine months. Yeah. Uh, you're seeing the same nurses, I'm assuming, over and over and over again, yeah. or a lot of the same nurses. Yeah. Uh, did you, did you, did you... Did you just did you start to like crush on any of them? Like, oh, I had man, there's, I had there's some crushes. beautiful nurses <laughs> oh, in this city, especially on the oncology floor. They put oh, yeah. all of the hot nurses on the oncology floor, <laughs> right? Yeah, so and uh, no, I became pretty close to a lot of them, yeah, and uh, it was great, yeah, um. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> <laughs> is there is there a story that we oh, like? No, there's no real story. <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, even my dad liked it. You know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I, I had that all happen, and I, while this was going on, um, <coughs> they uh, they called me, and so I was at this point. I had all my treatments leading up to my like s- surgical planning day, and I was you know. In between this time, I was having scans and stuff like that. Was your surgical planning the 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 what they were talking about doing yeah. them with the femur bone? Yeah, but what I thought it was going to be was they were going to just take the tumor out and put that other piece of femur in. Yeah, yeah. At this point, I thought I was keeping my leg. Like, and all my scans I was having, they were telling me, "Oh, your scans look great. Like your tumor looks like it's shrinking." I was like, "Sweet, great. Right. <laughs> we're on the right road. Awesome." <laughs> awesome. And then uh, we Did, sa- do you think they had any idea that they weren't going to be able to do the? I really, yeah, I really don't know. Like, if they did, yeah, if they did, they were keeping it a secret, right? <laughs> but uh, doctors, I mean, surgeons are you know cut and dry. So I basically sat in a room, with, you know, all these doctors, my parents, my physiotherapist, like, you know, all these other supports, and they looked at me and said, "So, can't save your leg. Uh, it's got to go." Your tumor has uh, not grown in size so much, but it has in length. It's too close to your knee. It's too close to your hip. It's in your quadriceps, and it's also in your hamstrings. Um, Jesus. Yeah, and they said it straight up. They said, all right, so here are your three choices. We can uh, take the femur out and put a rod, but you won't have any muscles to make that really work. So you'll basically have like a leg that really won't be – you'll have difficulty bending your knee. You'll have difficulty doing – all sorts of shit, right? So it wouldn't be a... Like, I'm 19. I don't want to live the rest of my life Fuck like that. Yeah. I'd also have to have numerous surgeries, right? Because the rod breaks down over a certain amount of years, get it replaced. Those are huge surgeries, right? Um, then they also said other choice was just high amputation right to the fucking... Right up to my hip. Just get rid of the fucking thing. Or... And give you, like, a full leg prosthetic? Yeah. Yeah. Um, or they said we can do the rotation plasty. And this sounded fucking crazy to me because they were like, all right, so we're going to remove your thigh, take your lower leg, turn it around, reattach it, and your <gasps> foot will be in knee. And then I just started like breathing like real heavy and I looked <laughs> at my physiotherapist. You started laughing. You're like, yeah, but, <laughs> but for real, what is it? <laughs> Dude, <you laughs> but wait, what? <laughs> but I just want to say you explained that so well and so clearly in such 
in such a small amount of words. Yeah. We're here at the start of the episode, like trying yeah. to explain what it looked like. Uh, yeah, and that was you, it right there. You nailed it. Yeah, you nailed that so fast. But then, but what was so? How did you make that decision then? Uh, like, what, what, what was that process like? Weighing in on well, what option to pick? Yeah. So, like, they told me they told me that, and uh, so I freaked out at that point, and I was like, I looked at my physiotherapist. I said, I need to leave. I just I couldn't process it at the time. Uh, right, especially because rotation plasty sound like some crazy made up shit. Yeah, um, <laughs> it sounds yeah. so. Yeah, you're, you're like in one, in, and you have half a mind that's like that sounds fucking crazy and like some made up shit, but it also sounds like maybe the the best option. Yeah, so I, my parents stayed in there. I left and uh, spoke to my physiotherapist about it, and uh, it ended up coming down to we. Uh, at this point, when this is all happening, are yeah. you able to walk? No, I'm in a wheelchair. You're just straight because confined. like they want to keep the leg, even though my femur didn't break, it could at like any time. Anytime, yeah. So oh. I, I was not weight bearing, and I was wearing yeah. like a brace just to keep it straight yeah. all the time. Um, what's the difference between uh, what's like what's the what's the pros and cons of what you chose to do and the full amputation of the leg? Um, so you do full amputation of the leg, you're losing uh, a knee joint. And you're losing the ability to, you know, bend and move your lower leg with your, like, fucking brain, brain. right? Make that shit work. Yeah. Yeah. Because you have an artificial knee joint. It's based off of, like, gravity and weight and all that shit. Um, But with me, the way my prosthetic works, when I, you know, flex my foot, I can control the lower leg. So it's essentially, like, still having the leg. So I I would have more mobility. Yeah. Um, People who have had rotation plasties return to sports, uh... I recently just spoke to a guy who's uh, on his way, like going to Rio for the Special Olympics. Sweet. Um, some like he's like a track star in the states, and he played, you know, Oscar He played guy. basketball, football, and lacrosse in high school. Like he played all these sports, and like so he was still able to be really, really active and return to like basically normal functioning life. So that's really kind of what sold me on it. Yeah. Because that's what I wanted, right? To to do you have um, get back? Do you? This is something I I have a I have a friend who uh, and I was telling you I have a friend who has a, a an amputation from like just above the knee, but I've never asked him this question. Do you have any like phantom feeling? The thing is with the rotation plasty. So the reason you get phantom pain is because they will sever like your nerve right at a certain angle. When they did my surgery, I still have the nerve and the vascular bundle of a full leg. It's just wrapped up, right? So that sounds Whoa. pretty crazy. Yeah. Where is it wrapped up to? I don't really, I think it's kind of near, I don't like actually up, really Up by know. the hip probably? Yeah, more yeah. Up, up there. Um, they, just gave, they gave you a third nut. They just wrapped it up <laughs> yeah. and then kind of like yeah. fed it down to your yeah. sack and you're like, hey, yeah. check it out. No, but. Uh, Three balls. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Jesus Christ. No, I never really had any like phantom pain. Um, for a while, like it would be hard. Like I lost my balance once and like your first instinct would be to put that leg out Yeah, yeah. and there was no leg there and I fell and, uh, but shit like that kind of took a while to get used to. Um, but where it's still, I have my foot and stuff like that. Like your foot's built to bear pressure and weight. Mm -hmm. So that's also another benefit. So when I wear that prosthetic and I load, it's going to essentially feel almost like you're standing on two legs. So was this the were these the things that your physiotherapist was telling you? Yeah. After that moment of like, I gotta get the fuck out of here. I gotta take some it, time. It was, and then we asked to meet with the doctors again, and uh, one of the physiotherapists there 
to discuss, you know, my options. And the physiotherapist at the hospital is saying, listen, like, I don't know if it's going to work. You're 19. Usually children have this done. Your brain might not be able to remap everything out. Your foot might never, you know, function. She was telling me all the reasons why, like, I shouldn't do it. And right across the street is the rehab center where they make prosthetics. And I thought, this dude has to deal with prosthetics all the time. If, he yeah, if anyone know. knows. And yeah. I, was, I was so happy I went to see this guy because <laughs> he basically told me, he's like, the only issue I see would be, like, you know, yourself thinking you can't do it. Like, you're 19, you're still young, you can make it work. I've seen people, you know, around your age do it. And he's kind of sold me on it and, you know, made all the, the points of, like, how much function I would have and how much function I would be losing um, and how, like, you know, he, he knows people that have above knees that would do anything to actually have a knee joint that works, right? Because mm-hmm. the function you right. get back and the things you can do, <laughs> it's just, uh, it would change things, right? One of the things that... Uh, Actually, the the other thing I was thinking is with with your foot on backwards like that, or, or I guess your whole leg on backwards. Yeah. How does the foot fit into the prosthetic? Because what I'm used to seeing for a prosthetic that's done it's just like a stump. below the knee is like a stump that fits into yeah, like, yeah. like a cup or something. I do have um, pictures of a prosthetic to show you guys, but I guess best way would be explain it is like think of a shoe, I guess, but like because. I can point my foot like pretty straight, right? So, right, um, like a ballerina. Yeah, like that, you would kind yeah. of uh, like point your toes towards the earth. Yeah, yeah. Um, I point them down, and I'd have almost like a shoe type thing, uh, and then that might on the bottom have a blade or you know a prosthetic foot, and then it's usually so that piece, and then basically almost like a brace that would go around around the top of the hip, okay, or top of like my thigh. Right, um, just like make everything solid. Yeah, right. yeah. So it's it's pretty straightforward, and then that just has like a little hinge by my ankle, and when I move up and down, it just kind of moves. The like lower one part. of those curved, cool. like one of those like half moon blades. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Those are those are those are pretty yeah. so badass. badass. That's, that's, cool that's where you can make a that's where you can make a Pistorius reference to. because <laughs> that's what that dude was running on, right? He had two of those blades. Yeah, the didn't blade he? running. Yeah. You know that when they were talking about Oscar Oscar Pistorius running in the in the Olympics instead of the Special Olympics, there was a big thing about how like Oh, he just he's, has he's, like the, he's got an adva- he's got an mm, advantage over yeah, everybody. For sure. Cyborg man. Yeah. yeah. Because his legs Provide more spring, more spring than real yeah. legs. Yeah, that, that guy's like a fucking I, I robotic think, cheetah. I think one of the <laughs> yeah. other things that they talked about was lactic acid buildup. Um, oh yeah, yeah and sense. also I don't, I'm I don't pretty know, sure he was signs. he was like just pointing a gun at everyone he was fucking <laughs> racing against. Jesus Christ. Oh, <laughs> um, uh oh. Anyway, I also I also <laughs> I always he is in jail. I've I've thought about this in life, like what what how I would feel or what I would. What would, how would I try to think or shift my perspective if something <clears throat> like this happened to me? And one of the things that I always think would be my, my kind of like saving grace or thing that would get me through dealing with something like that would be wanting to compete in like wheelchair basketball or like sledge hockey and things like that because it's those sports I've, I've briefly played them once or twice at like a Special Olympics thing. And it's so much fun, but you feel like you as an able-bodied person, mm. then you can't. As able-bodied, 
Yeah, racist? Yeah, it's yeah, super is, racist. Is dude. able-bodied and you disabled are those, are those not, <laughs> you and your two legs? Is, are, those, are those not PC anymore? <laughs> I'm not sure. I, I'm not sure. I, it's I fine know. by me. Do you yeah, know what? Mind. You know is is that like? I, I have think no, so. I, I was no only idea. I was able-bodied a couple months ago. Well, I I would like to before we get into talking about the surgery and yeah. how all that went. I, I am curious to know because you are you know you're a young fella mm. you're fuck you're a big dude you look yeah. you look f- like f- fit as shit I used to be fitter y- yeah <laughs> and so what what was what was Brandon before cancer like what just, what were you into like what I, were you doing like I played football when I was in high school um, I was I finished my first year I just went to like community college after um, so I got one year of that done but I just spent a lot of time in the gym stuff like that like I was pretty fit and active. Um, so yeah, like I wasn't someone that just kind of sat around and didn't do anything. So it was pretty tough just to like spend all this time in bed. Yeah, like, then that totally. all came to a halt. Yeah, yeah. And then you find out, okay, I can do this thing where they're going to cut off my fucking leg and reattach it backwards at mm-hmm. my hip, and I'll be able to have like a really fucking cool prosthetic that I can actually use. Yeah. Are you, coming back to what Brian was saying, like are you, do you plan on, Yeah. do you I, have ideas of what you want to do? Yeah, um, I definitely want to get back to the weight training as much as I can. Um, but like things like wheelchair basketball or I don't know, there's like lots of stuff out there. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But I haven't really looked into it yet because like I don't have the prosthetic. Murder ball. Right. Have, you, have you seen the yeah. documentary Murder Ball? Uh, no, I haven't. Holy it's shit, fucking, dude. Super it's one, badass. It's one of, it's so one of the, if not the best movie I've ever seen. Mm. And it's about a like wheelchair Basketball or rugby documentary. Yeah, it's yeah. Best man, those guys best documentary. Fuck each yeah, other up. I, yeah, <laughs> They're so rough. It's I've awesome. Used, uh, it's uh, well done. Like I don't <laughs> use wheelchairs a lot. I don't really like using them. But uh, I did use a <gasps> basketball wheelchair when I was in the hospital. Like they had one, and I tried it out, and they're fucking crazy. Yeah, like, you can't stop them, and they they turn on a dime like they're sick. Yeah. yeah, they're awesome. You should start like I don't know. Is there is there kind of the parkour of wheelchairing? <laughs> Get into that shit. That would yeah. be cool as fuck. I'm starting my own thing. The parkour <laughs> wheelchair parkour of wheelchairing. Yeah, uh, I mean, you said. Yeah, I meant the the wheel the. I don't know. You know what I meant. I think you should. You do fucking the, knew uh, what I meant. Don't look at me like that. Listen, you're coming down on me hard on this episode. The, just, you know, the, hurt my feelings. Uh, the uh, amputee um, breakdancing is really cool. Oh, the crush. That'd be great on that because I can just stand on the one. Amputee voguing. Just spin. Amputee (laughs) voguing. Yeah. Uh, So tell us about the surgery. You decide you're gonna you're gonna go with the the what's it called again? Rotation plastic. Rotation plastic. Apparently, it's existed for like quite some time. It was named after I guess a dude named Van Ness, some German guy. Um, Who did it for fun? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, crazy experiment. But he, uh, he it wasn't backwards uh, really well. Yeah, the tourist pulled over at German gas station. <laughs> it, oh, it wasn't originally geez. used for like uh, cancer patients. It was used for like you know people that had either issues with the way they were born, and it would give them more function. Um, so it's existed for a while, but it's only like it's recently been adopted into like people who have rotation plasties and you know the knee has to go or most of the thigh has to go and then that's an option. Was a lot of the research uh for osteosarcoma is that a a product of uh the work that Terry Fox and the Terry Fox Foundation has done? Yeah, I feel like a big chunk of it has. And I and I felt like like before of course I always respected Terry Fox, but as soon as I got diagnosed and I was going through it and having the same cancer he had and I kind of realized like 
maybe my odds that I have now, I wouldn't have if he didn't do the shit he did. Yeah. So it made me have like no a doubt. whole new different respect yeah. know, towards yeah. him. Uh, uh, so yeah, let's, let's talk about the surgery. Yeah, let's yeah. get back to the surgery. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was a pretty like intense leading up to the surgery, of course. Like it just get, got more intense every day, like waiting. Um, and like intense, like emotionally, right? Like it was just like, fuck, like I'm losing my leg. Last time looking at my thigh. Shit like that. You did know? you? Did you? Were you able to go and like? Were you feeling well <laughs> enough that you could go and do things uh, that you were kind of like? I, I don't, might not get to do this for a while. Not really, because I couldn't put but weight you, on you it. You were kind of walk. in a wheelchair. Right. So I mean, yeah, there wasn't really yeah. much I could do. Right. Think of your favorite one-hit wonder, or that overpriced toy your parents would never let you have, or that TV show that no one else remembers because it was canceled way too soon. Now, what if we could fix it? I'm Francesca Ramsey. And I'm DeLon Grant. And after 20 years of friendship, we are now hosting a new nostalgia podcast called Let Me Fix It. Each episode, we'll dig into our favorite celebrities, shows, and brands of yesteryear, and then imagine what it would take to repackage them for relevance today. Think of our show as an intervention, but with way less stakes. So subscribe to Let Me Fix It wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Was there any, was there any like, or and is there any risk in... Uh, like, can it affect your 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 dick at all? Like, can it affect your reproductive organs in losing your leg? <laughs> no, but there was that? like part of like I guess when you get like the surgery done, there's so much inflammation and swelling going. Yeah, that it like can travel like that fluid, mm. and so like I woke up. And my balls were so swollen. Oh yeah, like, they were huge. And I was like, "Nurse, the fuck did you guys do to my balls?" Oh, nurse, was, nurse. They were like, "We nurse, we, check my nuts." <laughs> no, honestly, I was like, "You need to look at my nuts. Like they're not normal." It's and, okay. Uh, it's okay. We just replaced your testicles with basketballs. It's, uh, <laughs> she's not, like, she's not, like, I'm not falling we, for we that heard, one. We, we heard, again. we heard you like sports. Yeah. No, <laughs> not the, you, Helga, the hot one. They, uh, and, Helga. and they, they hurt a lot, and I didn't know what was wrong, and they, and it felt weird, and they told me it was just like the chlorhexidine that they rub on your leg before surgery, and that's what I thought it was, and then I was like, no, nah, this is this is like scabbed. <clears throat> And they had shaved my balls with a like a dry razor. No oh, oh, yeah. No. <laughs> and, yeah. no. Yeah. It turned out that's what it was. And I, uh, the next day I saw the doctor. I was like, who shaved my balls, huh? Who did it? Was <laughs> yeah. it you? Was you it you, you motherfucker? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You think you can put my leg on backwards and fuck up my balls in the Wait, same why night? Did to, why did they have to shave your balls? <laughs> they had to shave all the hair off my leg. And then they went all the way up there and shaved all that too. They just like, they're just like, just for good measure. Yeah. Well, yeah, because like, think about it. If they're cutting you open and then they go to sew you back up and they sew... Like the, like and you you got real long pubes and then they they like sew the hair into the I, it just can't be good right yeah. like or you just want hair to get like in there just like anything yeah yeah they don't want they want to fuck around with it oh, yeah. yeah clear that oh. clean that space up or it's just a big joke like the yeah is like yeah let's get his balls or they, too yeah or they looked at you and they're like what the fuck's wrong with this kid he doesn't he doesn't <laughs> fucking trim up down here um so anyway Jesus. I uh, <laughs> they wheeled me in and like you know there's a fuckload of doctors in this room. I've never seen so many doctors in one room. And you know, they got a picture of my leg on the fucking wall, like my x-ray and shit. And God, your heart must have oh, just been... Oh, my heart's fucking <laughs> racing. Oh, and uh, so, of course, I don't remember anything after that. Apparently, they took me into the ICU, and the surgery was successful. Um, but the issue was, and apparently, the, uh, like the anesthetic, because uh, they were supposed to keep me asleep the whole time, and it wore off. I woke up, 
I took the breathing tube and I pulled it out of my throat. What like, the fuck? Something from like a movie, basically. I started fuck. fucking screaming. Um, and my dad was there. I don't remember any of this. And they immediately put more meds in, put me in, knocked me back out. Uh, and then I guess like 30 minutes after that, they lost the pulse in my foot and the artery kinked. Um, so Ooh. then I had to go back into the emergency room, open me back up and fix the artery. Oh, Jesus. Because then it was like, if we don't fix the artery, you could lose a leg. Um, like, like within a certain amount of time. Yeah, yeah. Or like, you know, just, yeah, it could cause more complications. Yeah. And then what they did is they took, a, basically put a plate in at the time. Uh, they had a plate attaching the upper part of my femur to the tibia, basically. Um, right. And the issue is I had a mismatch in size. So the front of my leg on the top side, like, was completely attached and sewed together well. But the bottom was not at all basically so if i lifted my leg up and you could just see bone like it, it was fucked and because there was this mismatch in size and i was like this is never gonna fucking heal um and it did it's all healed now but uh, i'm a little lost when you lift your leg up so if i if i would have lifted my leg up after the surgery like i got a picture of that too um it's just all open like they couldn't because the issue is, is like, like think about it when you take a step forward or if, if you lift your leg up from your butt to your thigh that skin kind of like stretches, you know what I mean? Oh, like under, underneath, like where your ass, yeah, right where, where your ass cheek would be underneath. That was cheek. like just uh, like a gaping wound. Yeah, because if they attached oh, it and just it. sewed it together, then there I wouldn't would have no that. You would have that mobility. Tight. So, so they wanted it to just, just like in. naturally grow in yeah. together. Yeah. Whoa. Okay. Can we take a Can we take a second to look at these pictures? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Whoa. Oh my god. Whoa, that is so intense. Oh, my God. Whoa, dude. It's like a it's like a Joker's mouth. Oh, 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 oh my oh, God. Fuck. Oh, man. Is that the tumor? Yeah. Holy fuck. Oh, my God. That's the God. bottom. Oh, 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 dude, the bees on the end. Oh, Holy so, so that's fucking shit. Oh my god, that's the tumor? Yeah. Oh. Oh, fucking fuck. Oh my god, dude. Whoa, dude. that's your fucking leg. Oh, oh <laughs> fuck. Yeah. Holy shit. Dude, this looks like Leatherface. Oh, fuck. Fucking, like, it, it, like it, legit, it looks like the yeah. fucking mask that the Texas Chainsaw Massacre guy put on. Holy shit, dude. So the hole underneath is like open. That's it. That's your leg. That's my leg. I miss it every day. Fuck. <laughs> it fucking blows my mind that we live in a time where like a team of like whatever, five, eight, ten people can wheel your ass into a room, mm. slice off your fucking leg, and then reattach the lower half of it and be like, all right, cool, just give this some time and and it will eventually turn out to be a new leg. Yeah. Won't be the same leg that you had, but it'll be a fucking leg that works and you'll be able to actually walk and you'll be able to play sports. Yeah. Like that, man, it's like, it's, like we were talking about the other day about, you know, if we, if this was the 1700s, like, (laughs) dude. Yeah. Fuck. I'd be long gone. You'd be long gone. Yeah. All (laughs) of us would be like, there's, you know, well, maybe Um, not you two, but yeah. uh, Yeah. I'm just so, uh, it really is mind boggling. Yeah. So they, uh, 
at this point. They, so the biopsy, like waiting for the results, is the biggest thing because if the biopsy was like the most important thing. I, the two things was margins because if my margins weren't clear, so like from where there was infected bone to healthy bone, right, had to be clear. So it had to be just healthy bone on either side of the okay. section. Um, so as long as that that was good, it was the biggest thing. And then kill rate of the tumor. My kill rate was 95 plus. What, what is the kill rate? rate? Kill rate is like before. when they do cut it open, like how many cancer cells are alive. So it gives you an idea of how effective the chemo was. Oh, okay. So my chemo was super effective at killing my type of cancer. Okay, the kill rate of killing the cancer. Yeah, so mine was 95 plus. So like certain sections of the tumor was 100% dead. So that was like the best news (coughs) I could get in the whole thing because then, you know, your chances of reoccurrence, all these other things drop big time, your survival rate. And how long do those uh, stats come take to come in after the surgery? A couple weeks. Okay. Yeah, a couple weeks. So over the next couple of days, the pain in my leg started getting really, really bad. Um, my arm started to swell up from a site where I had an IV. And uh, I had a port that got infected that was taken out. Um, and I had a new one put in. But the old port site started to get really like red and swollen. And basically, I was going septic. Um, Jesus the Christ. The infection had gotten into my bloodstream and was just going rampant. Um, so they had scheduled to take me in because at this time I had the vac on, of course, and they were going to do a change of the vac. Uh, put me in the operating room, and immediately I went into septic shock, which is basically like going the shock, like my heart was going to stop going to the cardiac arrest. Um, they knew right away, like kind of what to do. Um, Could you tell that this was going on inside no, your body? I had, no, had idea. no idea. I thought I was going in for a cleaning, and I woke up in the ICU. Um, I was whoa. with somebody who went into septic shock. Oh, that's right. And it was terrifying. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's a fucking crazy story. And so basically the plate was like grossly infected. So they took the plate out and they put an external fixator on, which is what I have on now, which is basically like, so there's like a metal rod on the outside of my body that has pins that are attached to it that go straight into my leg. Yeah, so when you stand up, coming out of your hip, like kind of protruding into your your sweat pants, you can see it kind of poking out. You saw it in the x-ray picture, yeah. Um, oh, I got six of those going in. Those hold the bone together. Um, and so, and when do those come out? Once the bone's a little, probably in a month, uh, once the bone's <laughs> a little more oh, healed, awesome. they're going to take it out, and then they're going to fit me for a uh, prosthetic so I can start partial weight bearing and let the bone fully fuse. And then You were saying that the bone needs to, uh, that you need to, you need to, have some weight bearing on the bone for it to fully fuse. Yeah, so like, do you like, do exercises to to bear some weight well, on your foot? I can't right now because it's not healed enough for partial weight bearing. It's once it gets to the point where it is uh, healed enough for partial weight bearing, they'll take the X fix off, fit me with a temporary prosthetic, and I'll start putting the bone under stress because bone under stress will heal and cause it to fuse, and then I'll be good. And that might take another two months. Okay. Um, okay, so this must be. Like obviously, very you need a lot of support, yeah, in, in dealing with this, and and probably even more so now at home now that you're not in the hospital, right? Uh, not as much now. Like I'm starting to get my independence back, and like I mean, I don't have any more infections, I don't have any more complications, and I'm just trying to get back to you know so much that I can do now. But for the most part, like, um, how big of a role has your family played in in like getting you through this? Uh, a pretty big role. I and mean, my parents were there through the whole thing, right? So, I mean, the IWK made that very easy for them to stay. Like, there's mm. a bed in the room and shit like that, you know, kitchen, 
all that stuff. So it was easy for them. They kind of just rotated back and forth. Like one would stay three days and my mom would leave. My dad would come stay three days and they just kind of switched back and forth. And so like they were there with me throughout the whole thing. Are you single? Uh, I was seeing someone going into this when I got diagnosed. And now you're not. Yeah. I, the, I mean, I guess everybody deals with it differently and it just... Was it just too much for her? Couldn't, yeah. Oh, fuck. So at yeah. what point did... At what point was she like, I'm out? Kind of like after I figured out, like I told her what was going to happen, like I was going to lose a leg. And then I, th- she was, I think she was there a bit after the surgery and then kind of just... Stopped coming around. Yeah. yeah. What was that like? I, I mean, well, how, how's it, like, were you guys pretty serious? No, we weren't that serious. Like, we weren't. But enough for her to enough, be coming around. Yeah. yeah. So, like, it was tough because, like, everyone that I've spoken to that has had this procedure done, you know, they say, like, tell me not to worry because the first thing that will go through your head is, like, fuck, like, I'm going to look fucked up or, you know, girls aren't going to find me attractive anymore or shit like this. Like that goes through your head. Yeah. And then that happening, I was like, fuck. Like, this is it. This, this is the beginning. It. Yeah. Fuck yeah. you, cancer. Yeah. Fuck you, rotation plasty. Look was what you that, did. Was that like a, was that a dip in your mental yeah, state? Yeah. It was probably just like a dip in the mental state. But I mean, that just isn't the case. Um, yeah, because you were banging all those nurses that yeah. whole time. As yeah. <laughs> soon as she left, you were like, Come was, on, hey, nurse, yeah, I, guess I, what? I, I got to say, it hasn't been the issue I thought it was going to be at yeah. all. It's still, it's still fine. Yeah, everything works. I mean, like, it didn't affect my dick, so yeah. I mean, everything is good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, aside from the massive balls. <laughs> those those. <laughs> Just want to put that out there. Balls are back to normal size. Totally normal balls. Yeah, the dick totally is working normal balls. fine. <laughs> Everything works fine. Everything's great. Yeah. Uh, have so, you have you had sex since your surgery? Yeah. Okay. What was that like? Like, uh, what were what's the what are the logistics of that now that well, you have one leg? Party tricks, you know? yeah. <laughs> it's a backwards foot. A lot of things I can do with that. Yeah. Thing. <laughs> yeah. But was it hard? That's like, not is my it... thumb? That's my toe. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, <laughs> right now it's basically like it's not healed fully, so I can't really do much. Like, yeah, know, I'm like really good at balancing on one leg now. So I mean, sure, that's yeah, not an issue, but. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, so limited to certain positions. And sure, 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 shit. sure. So when, like, on this episode, you said that there is there's three um, options for the prosthetic, but upstairs you were saying that there was four. You were oh, saying yeah. that they were going to take your fucking massive dick and put it <laughs> down into the prosthetic. Okay. There was that one, yeah. <laughs> That's what he's telling us upstairs. I don't know. Yeah, sure. We can, cool. we can, like well, was, the yeah. only thing we can do is turn your third leg into your second leg. You will no longer have a third leg. However, your second leg can still work as your third leg. It's yeah. a very complicated, yeah. complicated But process. it'll only function properly when you're aroused. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, you will fall to the ground. Um, <laughs> So yeah, so I, so back to everything though, like I, <laughs> rain it in fellas, yeah, rain, rain it, in. So, it in. So I went septic, uh, waking up from septic shock was fucking horrible. Like yeah, my fuck. body, I got it. can't explain it. Cause like everything is affected. Right. So like I just felt so fucked up. Yeah. Like, your whole nervous system. Everything's just, just going out of whack. And it took a couple of days to really like sink, sink back up. Um, so I spent a lot of time <laughs> in the ICU and then finally got out. Uh, and then they sent me home. And then I started getting these fevers that just wouldn't break at all. So I, my fevers were 40 plus and they were lasting all day. 
Oh, man. So fever that long gets your heart rate up. And then I developed SVT in my heart, which is basically, I can't remember, if, like the full... Acronym? The acronym of But you SVT. can't remember it, you idiot? What's wrong with you? I know. You all these <laughs> meds one thing I and forgot. you can't remember that one thing? Oh, I was so heavily medicated. <laughs> yeah. um, but SVT? I, my heart was beating Look it up, Taylor. 224 beats a minute. And oh I my god! Just drenched in sweat. Apparently, how did you not have a fucking heart attack? Apparently, it's like super common in like infants and shit like that. And they'll just like dunk the baby's head in ice, and then it'll just get it to regulate and shit. Get the fuck Whoa, out of here! Really? Yeah. Um, Whoa! How? It can how, happen like, to like anyone at that? all. Uh, mine was just put on by the fevers and shit. But like, it could happen to you right now. Right. But it's so like. Do you I, know? Like, do you feel the, it? Are you like, man? I feel. Well, I started sweating. Like it looked like I like come out of the shower. Like I just became drenched in sweat. My heart felt like it was pounding through my chest. Um, I thought I was gonna fucking die. Yeah, at this that point. that sounds terrifying. Yeah, supra supra ventricular tachy tachy tachycardia. Yeah, supra ventricular um, is when your heart beats too fast. It's caused by faulty electrical signals in your heart. Yeah, one of the signals like people. goes off, and then so yeah. that beat gets out of sync. So they basically gave me a drug. Um, that took my heart rate going from 224 beats a minute to like 110 in three seconds. And it feels Whoa. like, yeah, it's fucking crazy. It what feels, drug is it that? feels like they drop like a brick wall on my chest and you just feel ill like right afterwards. Oh, man. Uh, they tried it three times. It didn't work. Uh, my heart just kept on going back to the same heart rate. Um, so then they're like, fuck, what do we do? This is late at night. So they call the cardiologist. Um, Brought me back in the ICU again, and they did the same drug, but over ten minutes. And luckily, I put my heart back in sync. A heartbeat, wow. a heartbeat at like extreme exercise is like one twenty, right? Ish. No, no. Uh, you can get up to two hundred. You but, can get up to two hundred, or sorry, like one seventy. One seventy. I'm kind of thinking. They, they said like you could survive with it doing that though for like quite some time. Like if you think about it as like the heart is a muscle, like uh, it could do a bunch of curls all day, and then eventually. My bicep would tear. Just, yeah. So, like, your heart, it, it, the issue will be you can get permanent heart damage from it beating that fast for too long, right? Because yeah. you can damage the muscle. Right. But, um, that happened to me about three different times. And uh, so, that was a byproduct <laughs> of the, the Dude, septic shock? Like, your body uh, was just kind no, of freaking out? It was actually, turned out, I uh, went septic a second time. And Whoa, I went no with way. this time, it is a fungal sepsis, and it was in my lung. Uh, what the fuck yeah. hasn't happened to you, dude? Yeah. Like, you they, not, they told like, me. They this told is me insane. That the, the oncologist told me that they've said, we've seen all of these complications happen to kids, but we have never seen a kid have every single one. It's like just one patient have all of them. Wow. Um, and do I, you, like, right now, in this moment, do you feel like fucking unstoppable like it like you seem like you seem like the the u.s military should be knocking on your door to be like listen son like we need to fucking take your genes and well if donald the- trump is president then yeah trump trump yeah. is coming for you <laughs> yeah, trump. yeah fuck it. like i it's so crazy yeah you've, you've gone through some yeah crazy some shit. shit so they uh and at this point, they had you know fixed the heart thing, but they're freaking out because my fevers aren't breaking. I'm just getting fucking super ill, and they're thinking, okay, wait, what if it's a leg again? So they're saying, okay, we might have to take your leg because um, that would be like the ultimate thing. Like if the leg's infected and it's too bad, the only way to get rid of that infection is fucking yeah, get yeah, rid of the leg. Cut it off. Or there was also a concern, since I have a port in my chest, which goes right to my heart, there's a big, big concern with going septic that if that gets in the line, of your port, 
Oh, it's just going to blast heart, through you. Yeah. Fuck you up. Yeah. Um, so then they were thinking about pulling my, <laughs> my port a third time. It would be a second time, removing my port. Um, and then they did an x-ray and they saw something in my lung. Uh, they knew it wasn't cancer because a tumor wouldn't grow that quick. Um, so they thought it was fungal. They gave me some fungal medications, which I responded to well. And they booked me for a biopsy, which they just opened up the side of my lung collapsed it again no big deal Dude, yeah, yeah they opened up the side Jesus christ um but the issue is my lung usually when they open it up your lung will just collapse instantly uh from all the scarring and tissue from the chemo i've had like in the fluid in my lungs it didn't collapse so he had to make a bigger incision on up by my lat stick his fingers in and physically push the lung down and then holy yeah. fucking shit yeah Dude. and then he removed the fungal part to send it to get biopsied and stuck like a tube in the side of my chest. And that sat there for about two days. And then he just pulled it out on the third day. If anybody listening to this fucking podcast has like is having a shitty day today, you better, you fucking better be feeling like your day is not that fucking bad now. Because holy shit, dude. Yeah. <laughs> like, ha, ha. Yeah, and I mean, like, there were also, like, little things, uh, I, I guess, like, that also happened through that. Like, after this all happened and through the sepsis and everything, that was, like, I think one of my last complications. And then... Was this um, all through... Was this, like, spaced out pretty evenly? Kind of, yeah, for the most part. Like, over the nine months. Yeah, yeah. yeah. for the most part. Um, but I also, like, when they did my surgery, they cut through my nerve by accident. There was too much scar tissue. That was another complication I had, but they had to repair the nerve. Um, I had lots of shit go wrong. And that's yeah, why you're saying yeah. that, like the movement of your of your ankle is not as as great as you'd like it to be. Yeah, because a nerve, I guess, regenerates at like a millimeter a day, so an inch a week or something like that. It takes a long time for it to. I'm like, I'm like math. Yeah, yeah. it takes a long time. <laughs> uh, so I'm I'm waiting for it to fully kind of come back and shit like that. Um, so what's your mental state now? Like, how are you, how are you, how are you doing? Like, oh, what's unstoppable? Now. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, do you feel good? You feel good? You, yeah. Yeah. Like I feel pretty good. You're, you're adjusting to your new life. Yeah. Uh, um, I mean, I look forward to like being able to be more functional and stuff and get back to things. But yeah. like I came pretty quick to like, it's hard to like, once you lose a limb like that, like you, there's no... Like, you can't be like, oh, I'm just going to go back. I changed my mind. I'm going to just reattach my thigh. Like, it's just, you wake up and you're like, all right, this is what I got. This is what I'm going to deal with. Like, it's, there's no other choice. Right? Yeah. It's a one-way ever, road. Do you ever look at uh, videos of, like, bionic uh, limbs? Uh, think about, think about, like, what that might be like? No. That, I've never seen, seen anything. Any. Like, I mean, I'm kind of pumped for, like, the future. And I'm going to have, like, a fucking jet lag. Oh, yeah. You know, jet lag <laughs> leg. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Shit. I, I think that the future. Tesla is going to just come up with some cool you, shit. You I'm two-legged sure. people are going to hate it. I'm going to be fucking <laughs> flying around on my upper board leg. And We're going to want to get our legs. <laughs> I honestly do think. People are going to be cutting off their limbs just to be like me. <laughs> I honestly do there think that the future, the future <laughs> is holding something, like, there will come a pretty day. fucking crazy for prosthetics. Uh I mean, you, like I've seen stuff where, like, like fully functional, uh, like arms, like two arms mm. that have like all the moving joints, fingers, yeah, fingers. everything, yeah. and it's stuff. like a chest. It's like a, it's almost like shoulder like exoskeleton. Pads. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Have you seen the the TED Talk video of the of the woman who, who she was a I believe she was a, a para 
paraplegic? Uh, no, a, um, a uh, Special Olympics uh, like sprinter. The girl who has the prosthetic that looks. She's beautiful. Exactly like a, exactly like there. You can't tell that it's a prosthetic. Yeah, and she also has all these like artistic made. Like she has this like really beautiful oak like carved out one and she has all these different types of, and then she really? she has this crazy like blown make, glass one that's like that them, that has yeah. she doesn't make them she hires people to make them mm-hmm. and then she does like runway shows with them and stuff and like and models them but they're fucking insane yeah. and she and she it's both of her legs are gone oh, shit. and she's like you know what's awesome about my situation she's like I can wake up one day and decide hmm do I want to be like my regular five Six or do I want to be a fucking six foot one with like bombshell legs? It's up to me. Like I don't fucking I can choose. It like it's dude. It's a wicked TED talk. You should definitely wake up and think. Do I want to have one leg really longer than the other? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. I want to be lopsided as fuck today. I want to make everyone wonder if I'm tilted to the side. Um, So at this point, we once I like my because it takes a while to get back from sepsis and everything. And so once I was better, uh, they wanted to finish the rest of my cleanup chemo. Um, and then, of course, they did the chemo again. My creatinine skyrocketed, and my kidneys just could not take it. Um, so at this point, I had reached 22 treatments. So I was supposed to have a total of 28. And then it came down again to decision time, um, and they deliberated and had a big meeting, and they gave me three choices again. I had, they could fully amputate my leg. This is what the oncologists wanted to do. They wanted to fully amputate the leg because if I went septic again, there was a good chance that I would die from it. Because um, generally people don't go septic three times or two times. Like you usually only <laughs> go septic once. Like wow. I shouldn't go septic anymore. Yeah. So there was a good chance like sepsis could kill me. Um, and then also then you have to weigh in 22 treatments, 28 treatments. What are your chances? Does that increase reoccurrence, not increase reoccurrence? Um, so they wanted to get rid of the leg. The uh, doctors wanted to keep the leg and stop the chemo. And yeah, I guess there was only two choices. There wasn't a third one. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. easier. And so then they third yeah. one was like do nothing. Do they no- just do nothing. Do nothing. Um, yeah, the surgeons wanted to stop the chemo because everything they were doing to try and heal my leg up, chemo was undoing. Right. Yeah. Because I had that part in the back open, so it just wouldn't heal because mm-hmm. can't heal with you know fucking chemo. Poison going through you. Poison basically. Yeah. Um, and then when I, so I had to ask some serious questions, right? I, you know, it came down to me asking the oncologists, uh, you know, because I knew they had kids, like, what would they do? Would you tell your son, stop chemo or continue chemo, lose their leg? And the head oncologist told me, if I lose my leg, he could only guarantee me two treatments. And then after those two treatments, there's no telling if my kidneys would fail and I would go on dialysis. And then, so then at that point, it became pretty oh cut and dry gosh. that, Chemo was going to be a bad idea. Like I had to stop at this point. Yeah. My body's mm-hmm. telling me, "You just you can't do it anymore. Like you've reached your limit." Um, so I said, "That's it." And I fucking no more chemo. And they said, "All right, that's your choice." And we're just going to get you healed up. We're going to get you better, and no more chemo. Sorry, when I'm uh, maybe I'm missing maybe I miss this. So when you're doing chemo after you've removed the tumor that's mm-hmm. attached to the femur mm-hmm. what is the chemo treating 
Uh, the cleanup chemo is for anything that got away. So if it got in my blood system or it was going to metastasize and go anywhere. Just like little nomad cancer cells, mm. you know, like shit that, they, that yeah, isn't okay. just like. Because the, the place it'll go would be my lungs, right? So that's why they do the cleanup chemo. And so what they told me was if you, let's say, get, you know, 28 treatments, good margins, all that shit that I got, but you get the full treatment, you're in this 80% or yeah, 80% survival rate. Right, it's generally what they can give you if you get the full fucking recipe. Um, mm-hmm. But they said there's no, they can't tell how much that ke- cleanup chemo actually weighs in to everything. Uh, right. Um, so they told me they still considered me in that eighty percent category because of what in like an intensive surgery I had and how intense they were with the margins. And so they felt that the chemotherapy was very effective at killing my cancer. So that if there was anything in there. It would likely be dead. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, so I, I just said, all right, and that's gonna how it's going to be, and it'll be good. So I stopped it, and uh, I've had follow-ups since, and everything's been good. Um, how often do you have to go for follow-ups now? Every two months uh, for the first year, and then I think it goes every three, then every six. The first three years are the most crucial. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. And then once you reach the four-year mark, it's just annually. Because uh, as the years go, lo- like lowers the chances of reoccurrence, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, yeah. So. So this is where you're at now. Pretty much, yeah. Uh, I don't have any more complications. Uh, I'm still getting um, antibiotics uh, through my port. That's why I still have it. So the VON comes, gives me the Dapto. Yeah. It's called Daptomycin. Oh, it doesn't really matter. Sure. But they're giving it to me daily, um, and they're just going to continue doing that until they take the X-Fix off, just because the X-Fix is like an open wound. Fucking wound with a metal just kind of drove into you. Yeah, so they want like to just the most keep extreme piercing. Yeah, so then I'll have one more surgery to take the X-Fix off, right? and then one surgery to take the port out. I'm I'm curious to know... What where, what was up with your friends throughout all this? Like uh, socially, so what was going on? Well, I mean, most of them were around for a bit uh, until they went back to the university and stuff. And mm. some of them were around, um, but when I got diagnosed, I just told myself, "Okay, you have cancer. You're just gonna go and have chemo." Have your surgery. Blast it out. And then just show back up to work. Be good. Nothing happened. You're all good. Nothing. Just put life on hold. And I, you can't think that way, but like I'm, of course, just been told I have cancer. I'm not thinking clearly. Yeah. And that's just what I wanted to believe. So I didn't really tell anybody. I told like my close friends, of course, like family, shit like that. Um, but I just wanted to have this mental idea that everything was just going to be cool. But now, Sweep it of course, the everything just went south. Ye- uh, yeah, <laughs> kind of, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can't really just come back now and be like, oh, uh, about that leg. <laughs> just ignore that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. So, um, but my friends that, like, I did tell were great. I mean, yeah. they, came, they visited me a lot. Um, and they still are. Like, uh, they're, you know, I still have friends that are around here that, you know, take me out to do stuff and as much as I can do right now. Um, and, like, do you, I'm sure there's there's been so many questions and people asking you, and even when you're talking about, like, you know, seeing people that you don't know, like children and, and, and you know, mm. parents or whatever, just people in the street. Yeah. How do you, how do you handle those questions? Like, you seem like a, you seem like a really fucking laid back dude. Yeah. Uh, is it, are you, is it just that kind of thing where you. Yeah, I mean, I just explain it to them. I mean, I, uh, 
was when I was going through the treatment, I uh, ran into one of my high school teachers. Like my mom would take me out for lunch. It was one of the things I at least got to do is I'd get passes, like yeah. passes in the hospital. Um, so I went out and I was in the car and I'm bald at this time. I'm going through chemo, but she can't see me because I'm in the car. So she can't see that I don't have like one leg. Right. And, uh, she goes and she's like, "Oh, Brandon, like, how are you?" And you this look is like shit. She's like, "Oh, you trying a new haircut style out? Because it's you know the summer and you shave your head." And I just like looked at my mom and then looked at back at her and I was like, "No, um, I have cancer." And she's oh. like, she like, "Children, go away by the door. Oh, no. <laughs> Shoot her kids away." I started freaking out. And I was like, "Yeah," and I um, I also have one leg now. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> yeah, she's like, "Whoa, yeah. I really didn't expect it <laughs> I to, have go to go that now. way." <laughs> yeah, no, I just I just try and explain it. Like as quick as I can, get the whole story, and I mean everyone will always have questions about it. I mean it's not something you see every day. Always, yeah. I mean always. But um, yeah. So I like always just have to deal with that. But I feel like there isn't. Do you kind of resent that? Not really. Like it's not like it's like a negative, like stigma or questions about it. Like I don't don't think anyone like looks at someone goes, oh, an amputee. No, but like, do you you get? Do you get like? Do you get? Kind of fed up with talking to with like, like yeah, spelling out the whole story sometimes a bit, and that's why I saw like doing this podcast would kind of help just to kind of like get it out there. Yeah, everybody, like, just shut the fuck up when you see Brandon. Just shut up. Just don't just fucking say the, yeah, anything. Just listen to the podcast and shut <laughs> yeah, up. Just like just say go listen to Sick Boy. Yeah, I'm just gonna tell everybody that. Dude, can yeah. I just can I just say that you have a fucking amazing attitude? Oh man, like I man, I just think it's so admirable the way that. Because we had this conversation the other day about inspiration and people be inspiring, but like I find that you're inspiring, and not just because you're you're living with this, but the the way that you approach it and the way mm. that you live your life because of it, and the way that you handle these situations, I find that that's really admirable and inspiring because you're just fucking. You're just doing it. You're just taking life as it comes and fuck it, whatever. I get these shitty hands and it's like everything that could go wrong did go wrong, but mm. fuck it, whatever. I'm still alive. Dude, I'm you're a brand here. new amputee and you've already fucked. Yeah. You've already fucked. <laughs> like, yeah, that's, so, like, I mean, like that's, that's, that's the biggest milestone <laughs> of amputation. <laughs> that's yeah. amazing. Yeah. They told me, they're like, listen, you may never fuck for a few years. I was like, I'm going to crush that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. yeah, took out my phone day of the surgery. Yeah, you can come by uh, room 7 11. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. This is uh, your amputee virginity. Yeah. Right? <laughs> but, uh, got you know, all that hospital action. That's right. Dude, that's amazing. Man, fuck. Uh, uh, and I, I do see it that way. Like I, I would like to get involved with uh, some cancer camps and stuff like that. Yo, I'm gonna hook you up. I got, I, I got a cancer camp. It's a surf camp out in Maui, and uh, uh, I, a guy who actually had osteosarcoma went out to that camp, and uh, uh, we'll talk about it. Right, Sweet. Yeah. yeah, I'll get you hooked up with Athletes for Cancer because they're a fucking great crew. Crew and uh, man, you like just having you there would be a huge thing for them and the people that go there because, yeah. uh, I, I yeah. just feel like it would help a lot. And I mean, cause it really is like going through cancer really is like a battle in yeah. its own sense. And like, I almost think about it as like, almost like a soldier going to war, like a soldier will go to war and leave, but who never came, come back the same person. Cause yeah. it'll, it'll take something from them yeah. and cancer, no matter what will take something from you. And in my situation, you know, it took my leg, and that's gonna have a ripple effect on the rest of my life. Even though I beat it, it's still gonna take something, no matter yeah. what. You can't go into cancer and just come out 
fucking unscathed. Like no, it just will affect you. Yeah, so. that's pretty powerful, dude. Crazy, fuck, man. Yeah. thank you for coming in. And yeah. doing this, this was. Uh, Wish I could just do a mic drop. Right yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's what I I felt it. I felt it. Yeah, I felt it. yeah. Uh, we cool. Add the effect in. Maybe That's one day right. we'll do get we'll up fix on stage it. and tell people my story. I'll fix it in post. Yeah. <laughs> After you break in, you can break dance off. Yeah, stage. spin around my one backwards leg. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, cool. Thanks a lot, dude. Yeah, yeah it was really great having you in. Thank you all so much for listening. I hope you fucking enjoyed it. Um, yeah, yeah, let's just end it. Cool. <laughs> I'm Brian. Uh, thank you all so I'm much Taylor. for listening. I'm Sorry. Brian. Yeah, I'm that's Taylor. <laughs> this happens every once in a while, but do I say? All right, go for it. I'm Jeremy. <laughs> I'm I'm Taylor too. <laughs> all right, thank you all so much for listening. All right. I'm Brian. I'm Taylor. Oh God damn it! I'm Jeremy. <laughs> this is sick boy. Don't do that. Oh, yeah. Oh, don't do that. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.